Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Okay, say yeah, Dave. Whatever. Whatever, Dave. It's the Whatever Dave Radio Network. Wherever fine podcasts are ignored. After a little bit of a uh, hiatus, we're back. Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. You know, I'm seeing this meme every few months on the internet that says, I'm getting tired of living through unprecedented times. And there's some truth to that. I feel like since 2020, there's been about five or six like stories of our lifetime that 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 have happened um you know we had a few months of normalcy and then it was covid and then after that it was the racial tensions with uh you know the 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 george floyd death and all the protests that that erupted and some of them got out of hand uh that january 6th that was a new uh story of our lifetime um the botch pull off pull out from afghanistan uh russia invading ukraine and uh of course um, last week, Roe versus Wade being overturned, which uh, overshadowed something else that would have been the story of our lifetime. Uh, Congress finally uh, cooperated to post uh, to to pass some gun reform. Yeah, how about so, that? Uh, yeah, man, the 2020s are wild. Buck, buckle up your seatbelt and and hang on because I remember back when COVID was a thing and everyone was like. Uh, I can't wait to get uh, out of 2020. Uh, no, it's not 2020. It's the 2020s. Wow. So um, I and I posted that on Facebook and someone said, thank God we've only got three more years left. <laughs> <laughs> you know, may, maybe I'll give my thoughts on the whole Roe versus Wade thing at the end of the show that, you know, I, I like to t- do the do the controversial serious stuff at the end of the show so that if you just came here for fart jokes and us making fun of Dave, you'll get your fill of that. Uh, before uh, listening to me opine on less before you get topics, on your soapbox before I get on my soapbox. Wow. So uh, Dave, why don't we just get right into your stack of stuff? We uh, we had two shows really uh, close together. Now we've had a little bit of a break. So uh, let's get our sea legs back underneath us. This story takes us uh, to one of my favorite places in the world. Which Jail. Is, uh, n- no. The toilet. Uh, no. Wow. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, Yes. And uh, the Boulevard of Broken it's the, Dreams. It's the story of uh, Kevin Ford. And you mm. may ask, who's Kevin Ford? Oh, I know who he is. So Kevin Ford, he uh, worked for Burger King. Yeah, yeah. All right. In the Las Vegas McCarran International Airport for 27 years without missing one day of work. Yeah. Spent my 28th honeymoon at the, that Did airport. Yeah. Well, Unintentionally. I got to tell you, I have. I have gotten food from that Burger King many times. Yeah. So maybe Kevin had Dave, why do helped I care, me out. Why do I care about a Burger King in <laughs> Las Vegas? It's not about the Burger King Dave, and it's not about I Las tried, Vegas. I tried burying this story to be third and fourth. But what is great <laughs> about this? Right story, but listen to nope, this story. This 27 years working. And what did he get for his uh, tenure? They gave him. A Starbucks cup, some candy, and a single movie ticket in a clear plastic oh. backpack from the the burgers uh, chain, uh, the the parent company HMS host to show appreciation for his years of service. Yeah, nice. so he worked twenty seven <laughs> years and never missed a day, and that's what he got from Burger King. Is well, it full time job? Full time. Okay. Well, okay. Maybe he's got a pension. Well, I, I got a couple things. Yeah. First of all, Dave. I heard you do this exact same topic 
on the Mitch album show Uh-oh. with yes. Steve Courtney yes. and Marie Osborne. And yes. now you're recycling it here. Yes. On, yeah, on no, whatever because, because, because I love this story. Yeah. Anyway. And I, and you guys are going to have different viewpoints than uh, Stephen Marie had maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, but he, this, this thing's a little misleading because, because that, that original goodie bag wasn't given to him by the company. It was given to him by a coworker who thought that he should get something for his 27 years of service. And I'm guessing as a Burger King employee, that's all they could um, well, afford. Burger King issued a statement in response to the criticism that they got after his daughter went online and started a GoFundMe program for him, which has raised wow. over $200,000. Right. Okay. And here, this was Burger King's response. Uh, the, Did it start that way? The company, uh, the company is committed to recognizing the achievements of its employees and the gift bag that Mr. Ford received was a reward and recognition of a short-term positive performance experience. What? 27 years? What? Yeah. So uh, so he started with the good. Well, why do they even put out a statement? They didn't even give him the original goodie bag to begin with. I don't know that. I don't actually see that it says that it was given to him from a coworker. Yeah, I, it said. Well, he said story. that on the Today Show because but, they had him on the Today Show. But so anyway, um, we've all worked here at the radio station for right. various number of years. What would you expect from? <laughs> do, do, do I want to ask this question? Dave. What you would expect from this? Dave, so, for, so, before for, I answer for, this question, yeah. hand me your stack of stuff. Right, I'm going to put it back in the order that wow. it was in because this was supposed to be story three or four. So I'm going to answer. Give me your yeah. This there is unprecedented. Yeah. Yes, he's, okay. He's yeah. This is the order. Yeah. This is I, the one that should have gone first. Oh, but, I, didn't, uh, I did not know yeah, that you anyway. had put it in order. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've never uh, seen Mike matter. I wouldn't expect anything from this company. <laughs> to be honest, but I mean, I mean maybe that, like I mean, an email that says, "Hey, great job," and then asking me to do something I don't want to do on your way out. Yeah, you empty the trash. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean that's uh, just just it's just crazy. But good for him. Good for his daughter. Good for the GoFundMe. I mean, yeah. maybe you know maybe we could do the same how and much, start a GoFundMe. How much did it raise so far? Two hundred thousand dollars. Wow. So I wonder. I, I mean, this guy's been there for twenty-seven years. Could he live off that two hundred thousand dollars? Well, he apparently he looks very young for his age, according to his daughter, and he wants to see his grandchildren and I spend some time. Him. So, yeah. well, that's, that's good. Nice. I hope he gets a nice uh, financial advisor to you know maybe uh, make that money go further, and he won't have to work for Burger King for twenty seven years. I just think that I just think that's just it's crazy. I yeah, mean, and I've been to that. It's a very nice Burger King. I mean, honestly, honestly, the the story is worse on Burger King's behalf because everyone thought that they gave him this 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 pitiful little uh, gift basket. Uh, it turns out they gave him nothing. It was another employee, <laughs> so it's even probably worse. making so it's, minimum so, yeah, wage. So it's even worse. Spending their hard earned paycheck. Wow. To 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 get him something nice. So yeah. it, it's a very nice story. There's five people who've worked at Burger King longer than that. Right. Maybe potentially. And all they got was a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dave. Next topic. All right. You guys are familiar with Amazon Alexa, I assume. Yeah, I've heard of it. So Amazon Alexa <laughs> could soon mimic the voice of, are you ready for this? Your dead relatives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, thanks. Yeah, I agree. I agree with uh, the Seinfeld drop. No, thanks. And uh, a lot of people are saying it's creepy. To me, I think it would just be sad. I, I think it would, and, and everybody, you know, grief and mourning is very personal for 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 everyone, and very different. So if this helps you cope, then then God bless. But for me, I feel like it would be tough 
it would be it would make it harder for me to kind of move on and mourn where so, like uh you know if a loved one died let's say you know my dad my dad passed away in 2018 if my alexa had his voice i i, I think it just kind of bummed me out every time i heard it so it's interesting you bring that up so the capability unveiled at amazon's uh conference in vegas and they said that the virtual assistant to mimic the voice of a specific person based on less than a minute of the provided recording. And what they showed was a video of a kid uh, asking, can grandma finish reading me the Wizard of Oz? Uh, and then Alexa acknowledges the request and switches to another voice mimicking the child's grandmother. Yeah. Now, so let's, let's go back 1995. Okay. All right. I am uh, finishing up my college and I'm doing a, a, a documentary. This is right? a is this a Dave origin story? Ooh, it I is. Like wow. That. All right. So, wow. So I'm, I, I, I take out I rent out the video recorder from the <laughs> video department at Wayne State University. Right. And it I was take, one of those ones that you had to put up on your shoulder because yeah, exactly. it was so big. And it had a you, it put, you had a, a full VHS tape that you put on the side. Right. Okay. Cool. Anyway, I take it home over Still the Thanksgiving it. break to test it out and learn how to use it. Okay. And uh, my family is together for Thanksgiving, and I'm testing it out, taking videos of my family using the different uh, modes that it has. Mm -hmm. All right. That video then has lived and now has been turned into a DVD. My mom watches this video where a lot of the people have passed away. Oh, every thanksgiving and loves it yeah oh. the whole rest of the family is annoyed by it <laughs> i took the video i know what goes on on the video oh yo but, you took it. i thought but, you meant like you took the took no the, i mean i, the I one I, thing that I brings your it. mother comfort yes. and joy yeah, I, yeah. I filmed it yeah. but my mom as you were saying my mom loves seeing and she says i said why do you she she cries because it's sure. sad but it but but it gives her comfort but i say to her the same thing i go why does seeing she says because for the the video is like i don't know 15 minutes yeah for the 15 minutes all those people are back in my life yeah oh and, and that's very sweet and like i said i mean if 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 this function helps somebody feel some comfort or helps them mourn or 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 makes them smile remembering a, a lost loved one god bless i'm not i'm not going to judge just me personally um be, because then what 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 starts happening is like your head kind of thinks they're still there, you know, but it's just it's just a robot. Voice. I think that you're right, though. I think it it's all about how you process right. grief and and loss. And yes. And and my mom also, she said she believes that if you don't talk about things that they disappear. Right. Well, well, I I don't believe that. Right. They they yeah. live on through mem. Okay. I right. I mean I, I can I can see yeah. her logic. I mean we all hate the video now because we have to because right. she, you know she she forces us to sit there and watch this video. Well, it's because you I, never cared about anyone in your and, life. And I and I, and I, and I, and I, can, I don't know about that. <laughs> I know. I know. But I you know you I guess you're lucky I care about you guys. But know. you know um oh, I, I but I you. but I I I feel like I feel like you do. Yeah. I feel like you're just like opening an old wound yeah I, I mean every time you know uh and, and dave you've gone through this similar with your family too um you know my father had multiple sclerosis and he had he had about a decade and a half decline and uh when he was um an advanced stage of uh, of his disease you know he you know what happens i mean uh, physical the mental they you know the person uh, they're there but they're not there and I forgot why I had to call his cell phone, but 
the voicemail was from before the disease started to take its toll on him. And, you know, he, it, he sounded like my, my dad did when I was a kid. And uh, even though he was still physically alive, um, you know, hearing that, it kind of took me aback and, and messed me up a little bit. Yeah. For, so I think that's kind of what would um, happen with me with, with, with this Alexa thing, too. Yeah. I'm wondering how it simulates the voice. Like, do you think it would be that accurate? Well, what Amazon said was uh, they had to, the technology, they had to um, make a high quality voice with a shorter recording. So they only take a, a short recording of something that could be longer. And mm. I guess they're able to mimic the voice as best they can. Huh. What? But, uh, yeah, I mean. What I would rather do with this Alexa function is uh, you know how like Windows you used to be able to do text to speech, right? <laughs> and then make that thing say a bunch of swear words. <laughs> yeah. Rich, you and I used to do that in college. Yeah, that was great fun. We would just make it say a whole bunch of dirty stuff. Yeah, you could have your great grandma say <laughs> terrible things. Right. And when you mentioned Microsoft and uh, this Amazon uh, thing comes as competitor Microsoft earlier this week said it was scaling back its synthetic voice offerings and setting stricter guidelines to ensure the active participation of the speaker. So, yeah. So while Amazon is pushing forward with this, Microsoft is now scaling back. Here's the thing too. We all seen, we've all seen the Terminator movies. We know what happens when these machines get too human. It's not, it doesn't end well. It's a valid point. It ends badass, but it doesn't end well. <laughs> it's a valid point. So, all right, Dave, next topic. I know that both of you are uh, familiar with uh, Taco Bell. Yeah, I've heard of it. And you're you're both uh, <laughs> frequent. Rich, you ever been to Taco Bell? Yeah, I spent my yeah. 29th honeymoon at Did Taco you? Bell. Do you guys like ta- do you guys like Taco Bell? <laughs> do you? Well, guess what? <laughs> Taco Bell's got a new menu item. Oh, good. are you ready for this? Oh, I got something to say about Taco Bell. You, but you, you, you finish the story. The the fast food chain is testing two new menu items actually, both of which feature an oversized cheese it cracker. <laughs> So consumers in Southern California can try either the big cheese it tostada, wow, or the big cheese it crunchwrap supreme for two weeks or while supplies last. Here's what I got to say to talk about: stop screwing around with these novelty menu items and just put the stuff back on the menu people want. Yeah, like I, the Mexican pizza. Right. I. I mean, you know, I. Uh, I I've gone through a journey with my lactose intolerance, and uh, <laughs> by the time I was ready to. Uh, have Taco Bell again. It had been a couple of years since I've gone there. So I'm really excited. Um, you know, I've got my non-dairy menu down. And one day I go to Taco Bell and I say, uh, hey, uh, can I get a double decker taco? No, we don't we don't sell that anymore. Whoa. Okay. Can I get just a regular gordita? You know, the one that just w- with just the pita bread. Uh, we don't sell that anymore. Uh, okay, can I get some Baja Blast? Uh, the the machine's out of syrup. Okay, so what can I have? Uh, well, we can give you a napkin and a sauce <laughs> packet. That's it. Just bring back the stuff that people want and stop screwing around with these stupid little novelty menu items. Well, I've got the answer for you, Rich. Whoa! Last Even though my, that was Mike who was yeah, just talking. No, You're a little confused. No, 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 no. What did you say first? I can't remember. You said, what did you want them to bring back? Of the Mexican pizza. All right. So last month, Taco Bell had to remove the popular Mexican pizza Whoa! from its menu weeks after bringing it back because of high demand. 
So because does, of high demand, they got rid the, of it. The restaurant, <laughs> yes. How does that make it? So sense? listen, the restaurant site. It's a different business there. model. What so, we're gonna do so is we're gonna take our most popular <laughs> items off the menu and push the stuff that nobody wants. This this makes sense. Listen to why they're reasoning, and then you can tell me. Okay. The restaurant cited one restaurant in California that sold more than one thousand Mexican pizzas in one day. And an order from a customer that included 180 Mexican pizzas. Wow. I'm no business expert here. <laughs> but to me, logic would dictate if you're selling out of something, it's popular. And you'd want to keep that on your menu. But there's good news for Rich. Again, we keep coming back to me. That's listen, excellent. Listen, yes. go uh, ahead. Dave, you want me to leave? Quote, you want to talk to Rich in, quote in, from, in private here? Is a, this is a quote. Mike, if you could see yourself. This, yeah, that's okay. You know this, what? I got some uh, I got some uh, uh, videotapes. To this, is a, this is a this is a, a quote from Taco Bell. While we're currently selling out for now of the Mexican pizzas, we're working diligently with our restaurants and suppliers to get more back in the hands and the stomachs of our biggest fans by the fall. Okay, so they're working. So you out. get ready, my friend, because the go. Mexican pizzas are coming back in the fall for you. I don't even really like Mexican pizza. Yeah. You know what? I never had the Mexican pizza. And uh, you won't. Well, I did. Uh, I don't want you to. Well, it's too late. I had a Mexican pizza. What? It was underwhelming, obviously, because I couldn't have cheese on it. You went behind my back and had a Mexican pizza. Well, what did I tell you, Rich? I, I told you that I will. I'm a grown adult, uh -oh. and I will get what I want off the Taco Bell. Ah! Well, actually, I won't get what I want because every right because everything I want is no longer on the menu. You but remember? in the fall, it's coming back. No, I, I told you I don't like the Mexican pizza. But Rich will be happy. No, I don't like it either, Mike. You remember <laughs> when? Uh, oh yes, we went to that that Pizza Hut Taco Bell combination place. I do, by your house. And you had some trouble with that as well. Yeah, I think this was back when I could eat cheese. And uh, yeah, back, back in the day, there there used to be a bunch of drive-through Taco Bell oh, I love this story. slash Pizza Hut uh, restaurants. And I remember I wanted a pan uh, personal pan pizza. And they're like, no, we're about to close. You can have some tacos if you want. Like, wait a second. They told you what you could have. Right. What they were willing to make for you. Right. I mean, which I respect their directness. However, <laughs> it did not get me any closer to my uh, previously prescribed goal. I'm wondering, you know, I'm wondering how to ask this question without sounding very rude. Just Ooh. out with it. Just out with it. Yeah. We're all, Do we're you think friends, that huh? maybe some of the problems you're having with local establishments is you and your timing and your attitude? Whoa! Absolutely I, not. I, I don't know. Whoa! I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I am always, Whoa! I, I am an angel from heaven when it comes to people who touch my food. You always want to be polite to somebody who's handling your food. Because you seem to be running into quite a few problems. Hmm. Right. The problem is everyone else but me. <laughs> okay. Come on, Dave. I was, you know this. Right, I'm just, I'm just checking because I, you know, I'm I, freaking I, delightful, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next topic. Do you guys have any idea what a professional booster is? No, it sounds X-rated. Yeah, I know what that is. Yes, what is it? It's when you go to a restaurant and you have a baby and they can't sit in a regular chair. Yeah. So they bring another a booster, chair. Booster, for the, a booster seat. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be it. For the little kid. That's not, that's not what they're Or if you're a shorter person. No, Dave. No. I think oh. Rich is right, Dave. I think you're wrong. 
This is that great attitude that we get a, from Michael. Tell yeah. us what a professional, a professional booster. booster with an alleged, which an alleged pension for shoplifting. Cool. Okay. In Manhattan, retailers notched what could be her 100th bust wow. over the weekend. Congratulations. Was, maybe maybe uh, her employer should get her a goodie bag. Yeah, and was released <laughs> for bail yet again on Sunday. Michelle McKelly, 42, was arrested late Saturday for allegedly pocketing $125 worth of goods from CVS. Now, so wait a second. So I might have missed it. So a professional booster is just a, a shoplifter. Okay. A hundred times she's been caught and she's been let go and she's been released every time and she just keeps on doing it. She's been caught a hundred times. Yeah. Well, how many times have she, has she like uh, stole stuff? Because if she's because if she's hasn't been caught a thousand times, that's pretty good percentage. Yeah, that's a great question. I yeah. don't know. It says here that wow. uh, she's she's also failed to appear on twenty seven court appearances Oops. on her multiple arrests and has five other five other pending cases. Yeah, no thanks. Her. Well, I would imagine it's a vicious circle. If you get caught shoplifting once, you can't go get a, a normal job. So you just got to kind of keep what you're doing, keep doing what you're doing, and well, just just hope that maybe you just get better at she it. She seems here's to be the, hustling it. Right, as far exactly. As I'm concerned. But, but here's the here's the old here's the interesting part about this story. The charges do I'm not. Glad there's one of them. <laughs> the, the, the charges do not qualify for bail under the 2019 state reform which means prosecutors can only ask that she be let go on supervised release while the case is pending. Yeah. So they arrest her. They can't get bail for her, so they can't put her in jail. So they can, so, so they let her go on supervised release. And she goes and she, she does it again. I like this lady. I mean, she sounds like she's actually pretty good at it. If yeah. she's been caught a hundred times and let go every time, she probably knows like what the threshold is before it's a felony. It seems to me like there's a little bit of admiration you know, on the part of law. Enforcement. Last yeah. month, yeah. she was charged with robbing a Rite Aid on Second <laughs> Avenue in Manhattan <laughs> like 10 times. <laughs> what they need to do is hire this woman <laughs> yeah. to be like, uh, you, you know how like the government hires hackers yeah. to help prevent hacking? Yeah. That's what they need yeah. to do with this lady. And when she was arrested in February for allegedly ripping off a Target store on the Upper East Side. She bragged that she hadn't been caught in a long time <laughs> to, the, to, to the cops. I like her. They probably know her. Her yeah. reasoning for ripping off the Target was she said she needed a new outfit. Understandable. Well, sure. I appreciate her honesty. What's her name? Do, is her name in there? Yes. Michelle McKelly, 42 years old. Wow. It, the cops probably get called to, to, to a shoplifting wrong and like, we knew it was you again, Shelly. <laughs> oh, hey, Shelly. How's your mom doing? You know, they, right. really get, they really get to know her. They make small talk. Right. Now, the cops did ask her. Or I'm sorry, not the cops, the 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 post where this story came from. They said they asked her what else she could do for a living um, as she left the courthouse. And she said, well, I, I would be a caretaker for old people. Oh, she nice. said was once her job. Wow. So she, she stole like, from them. She, she, she probably stole those retirement, retirement homes. You know, <laughs> probably yeah, what yeah. happened is she was getting paid uh, about the same as that guy working at Burger King right. as a caretaker right. and decided that a, a life of crime would be more lucrative. So, sure. so, so the so the the post asked her what happened to her old job. She just said she said life. Uh, That's what happened. It happened. Diplomatic. Like I said, you so, know, our, since our, 2020, the year is uh, the world has changed about seven times. Yeah. So, are you a fan of this lady? Yes. Because she's like a, you know, kind of like a, um, a, a societal deviant. Yeah, yeah, you know, she's kind of like. I, I kind of feel like you kind of had some. Ad, you have some admiration for her. Yes, I respect anyone who's a master at their craft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, Dave. Next topic. All right. How this, many more uh, we got? This here? is the last one. Okay. I just uh, want to budget I just, our time. I just found this right before we uh, decided to do this. Breaking. So, 
breaking yes. whatever Dave news. Yeah. Uh, so uh, beer made from recycled toilet water oh. wins admirers oh. in Singapore. Oh, I am so tempted to end to you oh. right now, but continue. <laughs> it's called New Brew. And it's a <laughs> new to you, brew. Yes. It's like a rerun. It is made from bl- sing- it's made in Singapore from blonde ale and recycled sewage. Oh, mm. and I, it's getting they... high, and it's getting high, uh, high, high marks. Well, there's got to be more to this because technically, technically, all tap water is recycled sewage. It's just very treated. Oh, that's good point. Yes, Michael, that's uh, a good point. I never realized. First that. unveiled at a water conference in 2018. <laughs> oh man, this, Yes, this new brew Spent went on sale in supermarkets there. Uh, in April. Wait, say so that again. It went on super. It went on sale in April. Yeah. You know, it says here uh, the guy who purchased the beer from a super supermarket said, "I seriously couldn't tell that this was made of toilet water." <laughs> <laughs> they should put that on the box. That yeah. was uh, Chu Chu Wee Lane, fifty eight. Yeah. Can't believe it's not toilet water. <laughs> yeah. Spray. Yes. Wow. Is Fabio going to do the commercials? Yes. For new brew uses new water, Singapore's brand of drinking water recycled from sewage, <laughs> which first flowed from treatment plants in 2003 <laughs> to improve the island's water security. All right. I, I mean, like I said, all water is technically recycled sewer water. <laughs> it's a beautiful so. thing. Pub, Pub says that the new beer is part of an effort to educate Singaporeans on the importance of sustainable water use and recycling. Yeah. So you guys have a problem with this? Would you like to try this? Well, I want to know this guy who gave that review about not knowing it was made from sewer water. If he knew it was made from sewer water before he drank it, or did they wait until he took a sip and then tell? That's tell, a valid point. Yeah, that's a good point. It says here the idea of processing sewage into drinking water, once largely resisted, has been gaining support in the past decade as the world's supply of fresh water is increasingly under stress. So because fresh water is hard to find around the world, yeah. they have gone to the process of reusing sewage water and making it potable. And then now it is uh, making the new brew beer taste better, according to people in Singapore. Mm. Well, I, I, I'd i be very curious to take a um, field trip to the New oh. to you, water sewerage. <laughs> I went to the. That's right. Don't you... bring that up. Okay, again. I won't. I'll uh... seventh grade field trip to the wastewater plant. Oh my god! What a terrible field trip. That was horrible. I would rather just be in school. I would have too. I would yeah. have rather taken a math test. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dave. So uh, last week um, we tried to get you a review, uh, get a review from you on the Elvis movie because one of our P ones, Mister Positive, uh, has been. Um, Pumping this all over the internet, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna throw him a bone, and you go in and tell us how you like the Elvis. You know, movie. I, I did see the Elvis movie, and I, I give it a C plus. Wow. I thought that the I thought it was uh, well well done. It was told through the eyes of uh, Elvis's manager, who turned out to be just a horrible person. He Colonel, gave El- Colonel Tom Parker. He gave Elvis a goodie bag of treats on his twenty seventh anniversary. <laughs> no, he did something. He did roll. something worse. What he did was he got took, him hooked on drugs. He took well, no, he took He took like fifty percent of his earnings, and then when Elvis tried to leave him, he had the contract written, so uh, he kept track of everything that he had ever loaned Elvis, and then Elvis had to pay him back that, and basically bankrupt, tried to bankrupt oh, Elvis. Damn. And he wasn't even like a real a person. He was a carny. He called himself the snowman. He was carnies are people too. Come on, Dave. He was a person who came from like Europe somewhere and didn't even have a passport, which is why when Elvis wanted to take his show international, 
He fought against it and then got him his gig in Vegas. The movie, listen, Tom Hanks played Colonel Parker and did a nice job. The guy who played Elvis was really good. And it did tell the story of how Elvis rose to fame and, you know, the took the, uh, the the generations and changed their feelings on music. And he went through a lot of different, there was skinny Elvis. Of course, there was fat Elvis, of course, <laughs> you know, and, 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 di- and reinvented himself many times. Fat Elvis had a dog. Oh yeah. But, um, but I, I give it, a, I give it a C plus. I, again, I was like, I was like four years old when Elvis died. Right. And I wasn't I, even born. Yet. I also feel that Elvis is more popular than dead than he was ever alive maybe but uh none of us have any other people people i've talked to this is going to be a generational thing i think the older generations are going to love this because they remember elvis in his prime whereas the younger generations (laughs) are going to be like okay elvis's music is cool but i don't know if they're going to be as excited Right. About this movie as other people. Right. Because he was revolutionary in his time. He by, was. By the time yes. we got to us, you know, he did mimic and. Exactly. Same thing with the Beatles. So, um, um, Mr. Positive, my apologies. I know you are, you feel this movie is like, you know, Oscar award winning and just the greatest thing ever. But uh, I was more excited for Top Gun personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gave your honest assessment. That's all we can ask. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, Rich knows my least favorite thing about going to the movies. And that oh, is? yeah. The MJR clap. The clap. Oh, I agree with you 100%. I, hate, I wow. hate the MJR clap. I like, I, I like, I like tense up when it's going to happen. Not only do I don't like the clap, I don't like the people that yell, woo, after the yeah. clap. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of group joy, so it's very triggering to me. And it's like that commercial with the with the old guy for Geico where he's like, the people that made the movie aren't here. Why are you clapping? Yeah. Oh, the that, people yeah. the people that recorded the MJR <laughs> theme aren't here. Why point. are you why are you clapping right. for them? Exactly. So I agree with that guy. Yeah. But does that but that might make us like get off my lawn, old guy too. I don't care. I'd rather be right than <laughs> which is maybe why, which is maybe why you're not getting what you want at the certain eating establishments. Uh, Dave, your your claims are baseless. Yeah. All right. So, God, you know, I I, I hate talking about these super serious topics, but I feel it's weird. It's weird to ignore them. Um, So you you guys can chime in as much or as little as you want. Abortion is such a tough topic to to talk about, especially me as a man. Um, It it doesn't matter what I think until it's on the ballot. Um, All I will say is that this and I said it when the the draft of Roe versus of, of the overturn of Roe versus Wade um, came out, and we all know it, it it doesn't make abortion illegal in all fifty states, but it doesn't guarantee that it'll stay legal in, in all fifty states. And all the polling has stayed the same. This country has a massive appetite for compromise when it comes to um, abortion. Um, in this country, uh, very few people are are for super late term abortions unless it's medically necessary. Uh, and very few people are for a straight up ban of it. Um, I mean, I can only speak from personal experience. Um, the women I know in my life who've had abortions that I know of I, there, there might be some that I don't know of. Um, none of them have been elective. They've either been medical for the health of the mother 
or the baby um, was was no longer alive in the womb and they didn't want to carry it to, to term. Um, I understand the moral objection to to abortion, um, but I, there, there's there's a lot of slippery slopes out there. Um, and and I, I have to say, Clarence Thomas, what he wrote in his um, what he wrote in his opinion uh, alarmed me. The other uh, Supreme Court justices made it clear that the only right they were discussing in Roe versus Wade in, in their ruling was Roe versus Wade. Um, Alito made sure that that was very clear. Uh, Kavanaugh said that a, a woman should have the right to travel to a state where abortions are legal if they're illegal in her state. Um, and and Judge Roberts even said that um, it wasn't necessary to overturn Roe versus Wade to overturn the original Mississippi law, which is the, the law that got it kicked up to the Supreme Court. Um, um, to get Roe versus Wade kind of on the um, on the docket there. Uh, he said that they didn't necessarily need to overturn Roe versus Wade to overturn the Mississippi uh, abortion law. Um, again, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm still conflicted on, on abortion itself. Um, I lean towards wanting it to stay legal just just as for for medical reasons. Um, and I think that we are living in very radicalized times. Uh, but, you know, Clarence Thomas said in his opinion that maybe we should re-examine the court case that made uh, that made uh, contraceptives for married couples a protected right, that made gay marriage a protective right. And... Um, Oh really? He yeah. said all that. He said he said we should re we might want to re-examine these. Wow. And then there is another one. I, I don't want to be too graphic, but it, it, essentially, it protects a consensual act that people do in their own mm. bedrooms. Mm -hmm. So, to me, that's the most concerning sure. part of all of this is that he the other justices tr did their best to just kind of make the Rovers Wade ruling about Rovers Wade, where Clarence Thomas um, want, wants to um, look at the rights of, of, of gay couples, of married straight couples. And uh, I, I wish Judge Clarence Thomas a happy retirement, and I welcome <laughs> him to start that retirement whenever he's ready. Sure. So uh, that's <laughs> speaking of Tom Hanks. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> you know, um, I uh, I will say you know I'm pro-choice. I am pro-choice. Mm -hmm. All right, I've always been pro-choice. Um, I yeah, will. I'm one of those people in the middle that that says we need you know we need compromise. I, I think most people are. Um, I um I also will say that until the pro-life people can give us a definitive answer, which they can't even come up with within their own party or whatever their group. When the when the fetus becomes viable, right, then I'm pro-choice. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's kind of my and that's that's the bottom line. I mean, they they you know, they can't even decide when it is within their own group. How are they going to tell us and then, you know, get upset with the pro-choice people if they can't even decide themselves? 
Yeah, well, and that's my my concern. You know, if if you live in a state that is a little more far right, and yes, they say that abortion is legal in the medical sense. Is that going to open up? Is that going to open doctors up to sort of being investigated for every single medical abortion itself? It, it, it's very messy. Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of people very upset with it. Um, just like, just like everything that's happened since 2020, um, it, it, it's very divisive. Um, and, and, and like I said, my, my main takeaway is that Clarence Thomas seems like he's lost his damn mind. And, uh, th- to me, that part is, is yeah, very concerning. I, I agree with you there. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that was, uh, painless, I guess. Um, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye.